from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the TCS Live show, everybody. I'm T.C. Stallings, your host, right here on the Edify Network. And we're talking about blending this week. Blending. Blending in with the world. That's really what we're getting at. And this usually happens when we try not to offend anybody. So just to really dive right into it, how do you speak the truth of Scripture, live out what it means to be a Christian, help other people to see what that is, whether they are Christians or not, without offending them? It's an interesting question. And I think from what I read in Scripture, Well, I would say I know from what I read in Scripture that I don't think the goal should be not to offend. The goal should just simply be to love. And we can see that in Scripture. If you you really love the other person and you want to see them to know Christ and know the right biblical way to live their life, then you just ask the Lord to help me love this person the right way. Help me speak to this person in a loving way. And then leave the rest up to him. And of course, and I'll be getting into this into um, later topics, which address talking to Christians versus talking to unbelievers. Because there's a different approach. There's a different expectation. There should be a different mindset. The love's all the same, but there's a different mindset. And we can see that from the model of Jesus. But again, I'll save that for a, a different topic that really dives deep into that. But right now we're just talking about the mentality that comes with trying not to offend people. And sometimes that leads to blending and that leads to a problem and that makes us ineffective. But once again, I don't think trying not to offend people should be the goal because if you go into it, trying not to offend, you may miss out on actually being obedient to what God actually calls you to to do in the first place or what God wants you to say in the first place, because it may, even in a loving way, it may be offensive. I mean, the cross of Christ itself is offensive, period, without even trying. When you tell someone that you cannot go to heaven unless you believe in Jesus Christ's death on that cross and his resurrection from the grave, there is no other way by which a person can be saved. People will be offended, period, point blank, if they don't believe that. And this is literally a biblical truth. And you can say this in the nicest way. You can say it with a smile on your face. You can say it with a quiet tone. You can say it with the best intentions in the world. People are going to get offended by that. So if your goal is to not offend, then you're going to have to sweeten that up a bit. You're going to have to kind of water that down a bit. You're going to have to start to say stuff like, hey, here's what we believe. We as Christians believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. But I'm not going to say that you have to believe that to get there. Who am I to judge? You know, who am I to say that there isn't another way that God couldn't use another way other than his son? Now, listen to all of that. You start to kind of water it down and, and try to blend and be inclusive 
and open-minded. And I'm telling you, based on scripture, there are some areas in which we're not called to be open-minded. You can't be open-minded to another way to heaven. You can't be open-minded to maybe God will allow another way into the kingdom of heaven outside of Jesus Christ. Like, where do you read that in scripture that it's even a possibility? But yet people do try that. There are people in, even in prominent positions in our society that would even venture to even try that and consider that just so that they don't offend. Now, I want to say I'm, I'm a very straightforward person. There's the, your goal, you know, your goal, I say your, your goal should not be to avoid offending people, but in the same, the, the reverse is also true. Your goal should not be to offend people. You also shouldn't be an insensitive person, meaning I don't care, you know, how it make you feel. It's the truth. See, that that's a mishandling of the truth, and that's no love is in that. You can always tell when someone really has your best interests at heart and they really are trying to speak out of love just by honestly sometimes the tone that they use. Just because you're giving someone truth doesn't mean you got to be you know, brash and mean and and loud and uh, just disrespectful. That, I mean, the, the, listen, just <laughs> God's word can stand on its own. You don't have to add your yelling and profanity and your hardness and harshness to make the word of God any more effective. It can stand on its own. Just tell it and tell it out of love. You know, so the goal shouldn't be to offend and the goal shouldn't be to not offend. Because, again, this is going to lead to blending or it's going to lead to people rejecting. And I think a lot of times, rather than than just tell the truth of Scripture, what we tend to try to do is control the outcome. We try to control how people are going to receive it. We try to control the whole situation. When a lot of times we're only called to be planters, not water waterers and harvesters and sellers of the crop. At all. Sometimes we're our calling is just to get the process started. Maybe other times it is to be the person that waters. Maybe other times it is to be the person that, you know, just kind of disciples the person or whatever. All I'm saying is you can't control the whole thing. And you want to, you, you know, you're going to say something like you can't tell someone that Jesus is the only way to heaven and then try to control how they receive that and how they process that. You know, you're just doing too much. See, and this is what kind of leads to the problem of, of and you end up blending, you end up compromising because you're trying not to offend. Probably one of the biggest ways that I see blending happen. I want to, I want to just tell you a story. This, this will trip you out. I was in Louisville, Kentucky. This was, you know, over, well over 10, 12 years ago. And, you know, we, we, me and my wife, we would hang out with a couple that we had met at church. And I, the whole goal was actually not to offend and that started from a conversation that we were having where we were seeing that the other couple kind of had a little bit looser, um, shall I say, constraints on themselves when it came to scripture. I believe this was a, this was a couple that was, you know, a few years younger than us and um, growing in their faith. And so some of the choices that w- would be made in terms of what we watch or how we talk or what we do 
Lavette and I could tell that we were a little bit more harder in terms of, you know, hard line following scripture and staying away from certain things than this other couple. But I remember me and Lavette kind of feeling like, you know what, let's just be a little bit lenient here because we don't want to, you know, wreck this friendship here, you know, let it grow. We, we kind of just met them and, and that kind of thing. So we would find ourselves compromising a little bit on what we would allow ourselves to watch the four of us together. Not nothing that was too crazy, not anything, you know, too bad or, or anything like that. But my point is, it was enough to where I know me and Lavette probably would pass on it. Even if we could get away with it, we would probably pass on it in our own house. And there are certain jokes that might be made or things that said that we probably wouldn't really entertain. But in this particular case, we didn't want to really uh, be too hard on this, you know, young couple, this growing couple. Anyway, I say all that to say after weeks and weeks and weeks of hanging out, we noticed that they kind of started to avoid us. And now me and Levette get is getting a little nervous. We're thinking to ourselves, you know what? Us trying to be lenient on them and not offend them. Man, they may have been thinking like, wow, Levette and TC aren't the strong couple that we thought they were. We thought that they would make us better. But instead, man, they're just letting us, you know, get away with the same stuff we've been getting away from, getting away with. We're not growing and, and you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be hanging out with them. That's what me and Levette started thinking. So come to find out, you know, like we didn't press it. We didn't push it. We just noticed that they, they kind of wasn't, you know, hanging out with us as much as, as normal. We ended up getting, um, can't remember if it was an email or a phone call. This was years ago, but we ended up getting a message from them that they wanted to apologize um, for kind of dodging us. And they, they let us know that the reason they was dodging us is because we were like they were being convicted just by our standards. And they felt like it was a little bit too much for them. Now, isn't that funny? We're we're probably at about like 80 percent of what we really are. You know, we shaved off 20 percent trying to not offend them or not push them too hard. And that 80 percent convicted them like that. That was uncomfortable with some of like our, our biblical standards. Like we we wasn't legalistic or anything like that, but we really did work to carry out scripture in terms of how we made our choices. And that was rubbing off on them and they just wasn't ready for it. So we were just like, wow, here we are thinking that we're offending them. But in, in, instead, what it was is they were convicted. But remember what I told you, we were actually trying to blend. <laughs> we was trying to not offend. And I more so focused on what I thought was the reason that they stopped hanging out with us. The fact that until they told us that what it really was, was they were convicted. I focused more on what I thought it could have been, which is that they felt like we were failing them as true friends in Christ. And I went with that instead as something that would help me to know, you know what? Felt like we dodged a bullet here, but from here on out, we got to be ourselves. Because what if it really was what we thought? What if it really was that they were looking for somebody that 
were solid in their faith and, and, and that could move them forward in their faith. And then here we are trying to, you know, take it easy on them, if you want to call it that, or, or not offend them. And, and here we are kind of bringing ourselves down a little bit. And that was really hurting them. That, that, would, that wouldn't be good. It's what we thought we were doing. But like I said, it turns out that no, just our, <laughs> our 80% was, was really convicting for them. But that's an important story. It's an important lesson because you might find yourself in a similar situation and the goal will be not to offend. And that could lead to where you're not even being yourself. You're blending in. Everything seems cool. But really, you're being ineffective. And it actually could be a negative situation and you don't even know it. And that, would, that, that wouldn't be good. You know, I can, I can think of other situations, you know, with, with my acting career. This one, I, I still battle in terms of trying to convince people that this is just not a good idea. And when I say this, I'm talking about trying to blend in the entertainment industry. And it is this, this, this phrase and concept that I, I, I have grown to hate now called crossover appeal. I hate hearing that now. Even back when I, I used to try to understand, I, I get it. You're trying to say you want people, when it comes to, um, you know, faith-based entertainment, so to speak, you want to make it to where people who don't even, like they, they're unbelievers or they're, they're not the church type or whatever, they would still want to see the film. This is such a broad topic. Like this is, and it's, and it's such a broad goal too, or whatever, to just say, we want to make sure it crosses over. I hate that because this is what that's turned into. Crossover appeal now simply means take your Christian film and let's start cussing in it. Show a little nudity, show some grit, show some like all of that so that people will want to watch it. That's what they've turned that into. It's, it used to be that you say crossover appeal, just simply meaning that the quality is on point to where, you know, people will treat it like any other movie. Now that I agree with, you know, it, you, it doesn't matter what genre, you know, faith-based, secular, if you choose movies, music, if you choose entertainment to communicate your message, you have the responsibility to entertain and do it in a high quality way. That I agree with. That's the only way that I care about crossover. You know, it, 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 it needs to be able to cross between whatever type of audience or, or you know, genre or whatever, simply because the quality is on point. As far as the content goes, that is not something where I'm sitting up here saying to myself, let me, let me add cuss words. Let me add some nudity here. Let me add some sex in here. Because that audience gravitates more to that. And that's going to help this cross over. That makes no sense to me to do that. And that's, we don't learn in scripture that that's how you are supposed to carry the message of Christ, the message of scripture, the message of God, the message of the Holy Spirit. That's not even how it's done. Jesus didn't do it that way. Jesus didn't teach us to do it that way. He didn't teach his disciples to do it that way. When it came to the message of God, when it came to, to, to making disciples, he said, teach, teach the world the things that I've taught you. That's how you make disciples of all nations. How, so how did te Jesus teach them? He did not dumb it down into a way to where he, he didn't want to offend. He just told the truth. 
You know, he didn't he didn't he didn't say, you know, depending on where you go, if you have to throw some sin in there, you know, and, and make it darker and do all that. He didn't do that. Jesus just went and he taught and he spoke the truth and he just allowed the word that he, the words that he spoke and the truth of it to do the work. It's as simple as that. And it didn't matter where he went. So he didn't change the message because of the people in terms of the DNA of the message. No, he allowed what the message was made up of to change the people wherever he went. And he taught his disciples to do the same thing. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. So that, that's what you have to do. You can't like transform the stuff to the point to where it's not even the right stuff anymore. Like I said, Jesus didn't teach that. So if Jesus didn't need sin to win souls, neither do we. That's not the type of crossover you want. A lot of Christians actually do that in their real life, too. You know, you, you know how you normally talk. You don't use profanity. You don't. But when you hang around certain people who do, now you feel like, you know what, I need to blend here. So I need to let me let me talk the way they talk. Let me, you know, let me, you know, you start throwing custom words in there. That's not that's not it's not effective at all. In fact, I remember, you know, I'm I'm at auditions and stuff like that. And and, you know, I work hard to be myself. When when we're done at some of these auditions or even some of these events when I was in Hollywood, you know, um, like when I literally lived there, I still work in it. But I'm talking about when I live there. And I would go and I would be at a presenter at some award shows or I'd be at some red carpet stuff. And you're sitting in the in the like the green room with some of these actors or in the, the dinner part and we're eating. And you're just talking. There's always this this temptation, you know, to make sure that, you know, don't talk about the Lord too much. You know, they don't like that or just all of that kind of stuff. Well, me and my wife, we always be ourselves. At the end of the night, it never fails that someone says, Yo, man, you a real one. I'm like, what? You know, nah, you a real one, man. It's like this whole time we've been here, you know, you kept your language clean, man. You didn't, you know, I just been watching you just so you know, I've been paying attention. You're a real one, man. Nah, I, you don't get to see too many real ones. You and your wife, you know, and, and all those kinds of different things. And that I'm telling you, a lot of times people are looking for real ones. When I take pride in people saying I'm a real one, this has nothing to do with like pride and I'm perfect. I don't make no mistakes. What they see, though, is a person that is really trying to live this thing out and they're inspired by it because a lot of times people run into you and they've seen a bunch of fake Christians, ones that really ain't trying to live it out, legalistic Christians or just judgmental Christians, Christians with no love, Christians that be spending too much time trying to blend and too much time trying not to offend. When they see people who know how to live it out and just live it out, um, not worried about offending, but just worried about living it out in love and being themselves. They'd be like, oh, OK, so real Christians do exist. Like you really are trying to live out what you read here. And they and they gather that from the conversations that you have. 
but you don't know that they're really processing you. They're evaluating you. They're trying to see if you're a real one. Or are you one of the ones that just talk it all the time and you're just full of fluff? And you, the key is you, you never know when you're being watched like that. So we just, me and my wife and my children, we just try to be ourselves all the time. We don't worry about who we're going to offend or don't offend. We just worry about always making sure we're showing love because love covers it all. You, you, there's never a goal to offend anybody. And then there's never a goal to like water stuff down so that we don't offend. The goal is to just tell the truth and do it in love. And then the Lord gets to control the results. Because like I said, at these, at these events that I'm telling you about that I've been at with my family, some of these people come into those events being really thrown off by Christians that they've maybe run into that have been maybe trying to blend. And they'd be like, I didn't even know Christians could talk that way. I didn't even know Christians could use that kind of language. I know this dude that cuss all the time. Say he a Christian. I know this dude that, you know, uh, you know, watch a lot of nudity on TV and do all kinds of stuff. But you can't tell that dude he don't know, don't love Jesus. And I'm like, you know what? That remind me of me early in my uh, walk with the Lord until I learned from scripture and prayer and people helping me that my level needs to go up, that God is not pleased with this stuff. And but rather rather than send up saying, yeah, well, you know, you know, ain't nobody perfect. You know, God loves everybody all equally, you know, and you start like blending truths with half truths and making a convoluted message that works for the moment and doesn't offend anybody. And, 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 and people still think you're cool and, and, and no one is like uncomfortable around you. So you accomplished all of that. But what you didn't accomplish is now that person ends up thinking you just as loose as the rest of them. There's no change there. There's no difference. There's no impact. But when you just be yourself and, and you don't worry about who I'm offended or who I'm not, and you just speak the truth and love when called upon, you'd be surprised at what comes out of these things. You know, um, I have seen some really terrible examples of Christians trying to blend, Christians trying not to offend, Christians trying to be who they think the world will want them to be so that they accept their message. And I'm, I'm talking all the way from, like I say, using crazy language to try to be cool. I've even, I was even at churches where like some of the youth directors would like wear, you know, t-shirts with, with that, that promoted, you know, gangster rap and explicit language and, you know, cussing groups and stuff like that. Look, that just to try to show that I'm cool, I get it. There are other churches that I was a part of in my past that always love to play the secular music. And even at the services with the youth, just play the music to, sh to show that we know it's out there. That is not how you come. That man, if I was dropping my kids off at church, I wouldn't be wanting to drop them off to see the, the youth director, uh, some cool guy or cool woman, because they can they they're hip to the worldly music, you know, and, and, and don't mind playing it or that you can wear T-shirts that advertise some of these performers. That's not why I would bring my child to your church. I would bring them there so that you could, you can be aware, but show them the difference. Show them why that's not for them. Sh strengthen them to be able to resist it. Give my uh, child the strength to stand when they're at a school or a camp or an environment where they may be the only one that does that, that wants no part of all of that. That's what I would want out of my youth director. 
But no, because the youth director wants to show that they're cool and they want to blend and they want to, you know, they want to, they, they, they don't want to offend. They want to, they water it all down and they end up just blending. And really you are ineffective when that happens, you know? So those are just, like I said, it's just not about blending. That's not the biblical example we get. So what biblical example do we get? Be a great way to end this. When we get it from Paul, you can just read in, in I believe it's First Corinthians, you read when Paul, the situations where he was dealing with meat sacrificed to idols. You know, there was people that he was dealing with and they didn't want to eat the meat because the meat was sacrificed to idols. And Paul is like, you can eat the meat. Idols ain't real. And Paul knew that. He was strong in his faith. But he's looking at these people and realize that they're not. And if they eat the meat, that would offend their, their faith and kind of that, that, would, that would hurt their faith. And so what he did is like, you know what? OK, fine. I won't eat meat because in this particular instance, this is going to help this person get closer to Christ. You know, and and I'm not going to sit up here and fight this. I'm not going to offend them by constantly beating them over the head about that. They're getting it wrong, that idols aren't real, that the meat is the meat. Don't worry about it. But instead, he met them where they were. And this is an example of blending and compromise that is biblically sound. He became what they were in terms of these are people that don't eat meat, sacrifice to idols because it hurts their faith. So it's like, I know what it really is, but I'm not going to eat the meat either. Because if I eat and then everybody goes in an uproar, we got a problem. So he doesn't eat the meat. And then other, and in fact, he makes a point. He says, man, if, if not eating meat causes people to get closer to the Lord, I will never eat meat again. So now, as you see, it's not even about being right or offended or not offended. It's just about what's going to get people closer to the Lord. And it's biblically the right thing to do. So the, the compromise, and I'm doing air quotes here with my fingers. The compromise here is I'm going to put aside my knowledge and, and, and what I know is 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 the the uh, more mature thing to do in a situation to keep button heads with them about this. I'm gonna put that aside. That's a compromise here, and then the 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 blend, if you want to call it that, is I'm not gonna eat meat either. That in this case is about the closest thing you could ever come to, to where blending or compromise kind of makes some kind of biblical sense. But outside of that, like that's not even what I'm talking about in terms of what the problem is when it comes to. Uh, compromising and blending and not wanting to offend, it's when you drop your faith levels, you drop your obedience levels, you drop your allegiance levels, your commitment levels, your trust levels, your listening to the Holy Spirit levels. You drop all of that so that people in the world don't get offended. That is just going to make you ineffective on the whole. It may make you comfortable for the moment, but don't don't imagine a God that's comfortable with it. Don't imagine uh, a, a Jesus that's comfortable with it. Don't imagine that you're helping this person clean up their home. And I'm talking about their heart when I say their home so that the Holy Spirit can live in there. No, actually, you're doing the opposite. You're, you're making that much more difficult now because you're teaching them how to blend. And in fact, you might have just what you might have just doing is discourage someone because they thought you were going to make them better. Like I say, you can just visit my earlier example. So I hopefully, hopefully this challenges you. This is a very straightforward thing. You know, all I, like I said, all I want to talk about is I know the goal in this world is not to offend, but there are some things in scripture by the very nature of what they are. They're going to offend people. You just got to do it out of love. 
and they should never have a problem with you. They should have they if they got a problem, it's going to be with what, with, with what you believe. You know, you can you can lovingly tell someone Jesus is the only way. You can lovingly tell someone that, you know what, I don't go to, you know, strip clubs and get drunk and party and use bad language because I just cannot imagine myself doing those things around Jesus Christ. In fact, you can say, hey, if, if, if I can't take Jesus with me, I ain't going to do it. If I can't watch it with Jesus with me, I ain't going to do it. That's just how I roll, you know, and you do that with a, with a smile on your face and just show that, I mean, you, you celebrating the peace that God gives you and the fact that you're doing this because you are devoting your life to him because he died for you and you just want to live for him. And, and, and you can start talking about the joy from doing that. And that's, like I said, all of this has to come up organically. You ain't got to run up on nobody just trying to just, you know, beat their head in with it. But the point is when you get put into a situation where you, you stand for God, you stand for scripture, um, you just got to you got to do it and you do it in a loving way. And as far as how it's processed, you got to leave that up to God because you trying to take control and you end up dumbing it down or trying to blend and make it all palatable in such a way that it's not even the real thing anymore. You don't know how they were going to receive that truth because you didn't even give it to them. And it's probably the truth in that moment that could have changed their life. But no. Your goal was to blend in. Your goal was to not offend. And you end up not accomplishing the purpose that God planned for your life. And you end up not accomplishing the purpose that God planned for that person's life. It's all messed up. <laughs> and so me being a guy that I, I that would that will make me sick to know that in the process of trying not to offend someone, I actually made their walk with the Lord worse. So I say all that to say, don't worry about offending people. Don't worry about not offending people. Just worry about loving people and letting the Holy Spirit lead you in that moment. Leave all the other stuff to God. Just worry about showing love. So at the end of the day, the person you're talking to or being with or whatever can never say you didn't love them. And um, you, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't treat them in such a way where you show love. But you got to be who God has called you to be. And I hope this encourages you to do that. So again, it's not about fitting in. It's not about, you know, living in such a way where you don't offend people. Uh, certainly it ain't about blending and compromise, but it's just about obeying your purpose, doing what God's called you to do. Don't try to control the outcome um, and just allowing the Lord to be the one that is just sovereign in the situation. Best thing you want to do is fit in with him. Blend in with his purpose. Let him be sovereign over your life. All right, y'all, that's it for me. I hope to see you again next week on the TCS Live show. Share this with anybody you know needs to hear it. And um, may God lead you out in his purposes for your life. God bless. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.